0: on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, this is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners, no matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. America's founding fathers, men like George Washington, Patrick Henry, Ben Franklin, and Thomas Jefferson, had believed in that maxim. Well, you just can't fight City Hall. I guess we'd all be drinking tea and eating crumpets every afternoon at 4 p.m. and bowing down to the Queen of England. Our founders fought City Hall, and they won. Using the lessons they learned from the oppression they endured and from the victory over the tyrant King George, they gave us the tool to preserve individual freedom. A constitutional republic based on natural law rights, private property, and the sovereignty of each individual citizen. Our Constitution is a contract by which 13 sovereign states formed a central government with strictly limited powers. The central government was not and never was meant to be a party to that contract. To enforce that concept, our founders gave us the Tenth Amendment, The absolute right of each state to just say no to any usurpation of power by the central government. My guest on Freedom Forum Radio did exactly that. As the sheriff of Graham County, Arizona, Sheriff Richard Mack said no when three federal agents showed up at the Arizona Sheriff's Association meeting demanding that local sheriffs enforce the background check provisions. Of the brady anti-handgun bill he was joined by six other sheriffs from all over the united states in a suit challenging the constitutionality of those orders three years later the supreme court upheld their challenge based on the tenth amendment as the highest elected law enforcement official in the nation the county sheriff has the authority and responsibility to protect the citizens of his county from unconstitutional excesses of the federal government. To further this goal, Sheriff Mack formed the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association in 2011. Public service and sheriffs who are members are sworn to uphold their oath To defend, protect, preserve, and obey the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It is a great honor and a privilege to welcome Sheriff Richard Mack to Freedom Forum Radio.
2: Well, Dr. Dan, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here and talk about such important issues as this. Uh, Quite frankly, without the Second Amendment, there would be no freedom in America. And it's just that simple. Uh, the, re- the Second Amendment represents and reflects the spirit of freedom, especially of our own constitutional republic. And when you devise a system that's based on the power of we the people, there can o- there can be no uh, government entity anywhere in the country that has the authority to take away the guns of the people we would lose the status of being the top part of this government if we ever lost the power to keep and bear arms, especially to our servants, the government.
1: You know, you took a bold stand to protect the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, and so I think it's important that we discuss in some detail why, what is the important, what, what kind of protection does the Second Amendment give us as individual citizens?
2: Well, it it uh, it protects a, a, a God-given right. Actually, it's an in, innate right, and uh, the f- people say, "Well, how can owning a gun be based on a God-given right?" I mean, God doesn't want you to kill people. No, He doesn't want you to kill people, but He doesn't want you to be killed by people either. And so, th- the first right that we have in b- being humans and being alive is that we have the right to defend that life. We have the right to preserve our own lives uh, against any intruder, no matter where they come from, whether the threat comes from government or the threat comes from street gangs or uh, a a kook that wants to break into our home and kill us for the money or drugs or whatever else. uh, I have the right, You have the right, we have the right to self-protection and self-defense. And I also have the right, uh, naturally, to use whatever resource is available to defend myself. And in America, that resource is called a rifle or a handgun or whatever kind of gun I want to have. And quite frankly, what kind of gun I have? is none of my government's business
1: you know you bring up such a very important point it is said that when seconds count the police will be there in minutes and that's not Uh, that's really not a negative about the police
2: no it is it is just a fact of life i was a cop for twenty years i was in law enforcement twenty years i was a patrol officer and i can tell you right now i mean in a rural area uh... of america the, the, the average response time if you call 911 and say someone is trying to break into my door cops will generally be there in about 15 to 20 minutes uh, in a uh, urban area uh, if you are calling that from Chicago or New York and you live in uh, an area where police are uh, generally speaking patrolling the neighborhoods and in the area you're looking at about uh, 4 to 6 minutes and so as you very well know Dr. Dan, uh a lot can happen in 4 minutes uh, and uh, a lifetime can happen in 20 minutes uh, in some of the rural areas of Ar- of Arizona where I was sheriff, I can guarantee you that you're going to need to defend yourself uh while the cops are getting there to help uh investigate. Now, you there's two different ways to look at that. You can um you, you can hope that the cops come and catch the guys after the fact, or you can uh, take care of the bad guy and hope that the cops come and take care of what you left behind. Uh, in other words, uh, did you shoot the intruder? The cops will carry him away. Or did you detain the intruder and the cops can also carry him away? So that's what we really hope that cops are there to do, after you defend yourself and your family, the cops will take the intruder away. We have to take a quick break here on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. More with Sheriff Mack right after this.
1: Well, you mentioned response time, and of course, that's very important. When I just talk about this to people, I say, well, if the response time between when you dial 911... And when the police arrive, if that time is six minutes or eight minutes or ten minutes, how many times can you be killed in that six to eight minutes? I mean, <laughs> that really is, is what we're talking about here. I it mean, really
2: is. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, if you do the statistical analysis also of how, uh, how long, uh, maybe I should use the word, the duration of every shooting in America an average of about 15 seconds so if you divide uh the eight minutes by 15 seconds you're looking at uh, quite a, di- a few different times that you could be killed in that eight minutes so uh, there's no question about it police cannot and will not be there in time to save you from a would-be attacker rapist or murderer
1: and you know when you think about it, it, and you know if you think about it as your family that you are protecting it 's not just it 's not just being killed it 's whatever might ensue between the time of entry and the time of death. It can be right. painful and horrifying if you love your family and you have loved ones in the house with you. That to me would be the most terrifying concept is what pain and suffering could be placed upon people you truly love and care about uh, between the time of entry and when the police arrive. And that's why you need to protect yourself.
2: Well, it is. And uh, let me make something very clear here to your listening audience. No matter how you slice the the statistics when it comes to gun ownership or self-defense, the bottom line with all of it is that gun control in America is against the law, period, end of story. You'll always get people who can manipulate or finagle statistics, no matter which way the statistics come out, no matter who's arguing it, you're pro-gun, you're anti-gun, you're in-between, you're A-gun, whatever, I don't care. The bottom line in any argument about gun control in America, it is against the law. And anyone who promotes gun control is breaking the law.
1: Well, that's such an incredibly great point. You know, when I speak to people about the, ten, uh, the, sec, the Second Amendment, I say to them, tell me, what are the four most important words in the Second Amendment?
2: Shall not be infringed.
1: Absolutely. Shall <laughs> not be infringed, the four most important words in the Second Amendment. And what's the most important part of the Second Amendment is the period... At the end of those four words, yeah. there's no room for conditions. It's not shall not be infringed except on Tuesday, or shall not be infringed except this. There is a period, and the founders of this nation were smart enough to put a period at the end of those four words because we know what they intended. All you have to do is read what they said about gun ownership. There was take no you about
2: five minutes to discover what they really meant.
1: No equivocation whatsoever. You know, in North Carolina, of course, we do have the Castle Doctrine that was recently passed. We have a uh, a legislature that has in the past few years, really been looking out for us in terms of of uh, gun ownership and the prote- and the rights of gun owners and so we do have a castle doctrine here in North Carolina uh, that does allow us to protect our home uh, from people who are entering the home inside the home or if, you're, if you're going to, you feel that you're going to be harmed, we have the right to use deadly force to protect ourselves. And now recently we just got the right to, to bring uh, weapons into restaurants as long as we do not drink alcohol. Uh, so that's another very important right. You know, I'm sure you understand that if you have an establishment that says no guns allowed... The person that frequents that establishment is unprotected from his car to the establishment and from the establishment back to his car as well.
2: Yeah, it would be uh, it would be conducive then to ask the restaurant owner, while I'm here, uh, will you protect me if there's uh, someone who enters and starts shooting? What are you a capable of doing and ready to do in defense of everyone's lives? uh inside your establishment then don't tell me I can't bring a gun in here but you know and I tell those you know I see those signs in front of Safeway or something no guns allowed uh I laugh and I you know I have my gun under my shirt I don't show it to anybody uh I don't ask permission to take it in there uh or any other place that I want to go if there's some place that uh is a little bit crazy about it and they check you then I flat out tell them I'm not going to come into your establishment and If, uh, you know, because as a private owner of a a company, I can tell you not to do that. That's not a government telling you you can't keep and bear arms. If, If you come into my home, I can tell you not to wear a hat. I can tell you not to wear shoes. I can tell you not to bring a gun. I can tell you not to burp. I can, whatever. It's my property. I can tell you to do whatever I want. But in a government, when government's in charge, they cannot. They cannot violate the Second Amendment. And I find it quite ironic Uh, if not downright startling, that the only uh, amendment of the original Bill of Rights that uses such strong language, as you alluded to earlier, shall not be infringed. That particular amendment is the most infringed of them all, uh, now with about 20,000 gun control laws in the country. I would say, though, on the logistical uh, analysis part of gun ownership, we now have an amazing story coming out of detroit where a afro-american chief of police is now touting of the efficacy uh, of gun ownership by his citizens that the crime rate there has dropped twenty to thirty five percent depending on what category of crimes you're talking about in the last year alone and he attributes it entirely to gun ownership by the citizens of Detroit who have uh, done a good job and a very effective job in uh, defending themselves against intruders. And in fact, there's a uh, video of some uh, thugs uh, banging on the door and tearing down a door of uh, a man's family while he was out working late at night. These thugs go and break in his door. She, the wife, warns them that she has a rifle and will use it. And they tell her that she's lying, that she's <laughs> that she's blowing smoke, that she's bluffing. And she fired off about five rounds of her AR-15. And the, you, <laughs> I've never seen such a funny scene of a couple of thugs trying to run away in my life. They were scared to death. Her gun in her uh, possession served its purpose. She didn't shoot anybody, but she did try, and uh, they took off running. And most of the time, and and this is a, a wonderful statistic. Most of the time, you just have to show it. Well, they couldn't see her when she made the warning, when they when she gave a warning that she had a gun, that she was armed, and they didn't believe her. So they tried to still break in. So she used it, and. It, it is absolutely wonderful that a chief of police in this country has seen that gun ownership helps reduce crime it helps protect the people and it helps uh... relieve the police from uh, having to do so much work and patrols uh... in in these neighborhoods where it was just impossible to keep track of all the criminals and all the criminal behavior and the people taking charge of their own lives, of their own self-defense. And we have Sheriff Clark, who was our CSPOA Sheriff of the Year last year, doing the same in Milwaukee, where he actually did public service announcements, telling his people to be armed, to be trained, and to be ready to defend themselves in order to help reduce crime in his jurisdiction.
1: Now, isn't it a shame, Sheriff Mack, that the public media does not talk about instances in which gun ownership has saved lives of innocent people we never hear that do we
2: no you'll not hear it and uh my book uh the magic of gun control addresses that specifically and i address several times where women uh did that and and people say well you have to be trained these two women that i put in that book uh were not trained at all and they did not have good groupings. I will tell you that, Doctor Dan, <laughs> and you and I know both know what a grouping is. And one one got shot in the leg, one got shot in the back, uh, in the buttocks, in the chest, and in the head. It was all over this a very poor and uh, scattered grouping. But she got the job done. And uh, the first thing I would recommend is that she and everybody else be properly trained. Go to go to Front Sight Nevada and some, uh, some of these other training facilities around the country and learn how to shoot and be ready and train your family to shoot. I took my whole family there about three and a half years ago to Front Sight Nevada. We had a family reunion, and it was one of the most wonderful times of my life, and I knew that my daughters after that, my daughter-in-law, I knew that they would be able to defend my grandkids, and I knew they'd be able to defend themselves, And I feel so much more comfortable now knowing that all my children, my boys and my daughters, all know how to shoot and handle themselves with a gun. That concludes part one of this interview on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum with Sheriff Mack. Tune in next week for part two. And that
1: concludes
2: another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom.
1: Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie, man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.